Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome everybody to Fine Margins. The Hammer Betting Network is firing up their soccer content division in light of the World Cup, which is just around the corner. And myself, Jacob, I am joined by Alex Moreto today. We are going to preview Every single World Cup group over the next four days, starting today with groups A and B. As we lead into the World Cup on the Hammer Betting Network, we're going to be doing a live show every single day at around 4, 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time after all four group games are done. So we can talk about all the games we saw from that day, give you the best bets for the next day. Some great betting content for you guys to look forward to to. The, in the biggest sporting event in the world. I know maybe some football fans will say it's a Super Bowl. Numbers don't lie. The World Cup gets the biggest viewership, and we want to make sure you guys are covered with the betting content. So in light of that, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, and make sure you are following us on Twitter at Fine Margins. Fine Margins with two S's, as you see in the bottom left corner, and you'll be in touch with those live streams for every single group game. But Alex... I know you're a big soccer fan. I'm sure you are pumped for the World Cup. What are your thoughts? Oh, I can't wait, man. We were uh, we were made to wait five months this year. You know, we didn't get the usual summer World Cup, but like something about it falling at this time of year when you got football and everything else going on, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll kind of spare any, I guess, uh, as many thoughts as possible on the location or the timing of the World Cup. We'll focus on the matches at hand and the groups at hand. So as I mentioned, uh, for this first group, for the first video, we'll be going into Group A and Group E, uh, Group B, excuse me. So for Group A, we're going to go through our predictions for the standings. Then we're going to talk about any bets that we have on any of the teams involved, be it player specials, player futures, team futures, or even just straight win-draw-win bets. Before we get into any of the previews and any of our bets, we want to say that this show and this channel is presented by Betfred. Thank you so much to Betfred for sponsoring the World Cup content on the Hammer Betting Network. Make sure you check out the Betfred Sportsbook for all of your betting needs heading into the 2022 FIFA World Cup. All of the bets that we have here for you on this channel, including today and the rest of the videos going out, are going to be with Betfred Odds, so make sure you're tuned in on there. For starters, we are going to dive in here to Group A. Throw it up on screen. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. I'll throw it to you, Alex. Initial thoughts on the host nation's group? Well, they got a relatively you know, negotiable draw here to get out of the group. This is probably the worst host nation we've ever seen. And South Africa, Not probably, a, yeah, Not yeah, they, probably. Def- they definitely are. South South Africa brought a bad team in 2010, but like this is this is definitely worse. Somehow, Qatar is not actually the worst ranked team in the FIFA rankings coming into the World Cup. That that honor belongs to Ghana, but I don't think we can put much stock into those rankings. Um, no. Yeah, I mean the the thing with Qatar is like they a host nation's never lost in you know 14 opening matches and i know that you know we qatar is not your typical host nation and we talked about that but <laughs> but like it's very narrative based and stuff but like i don't know there's something about like playing on home soil that opening match like i think it's like if you're gonna play qatar the worst time to play them is in that opening match so i does i don't think that bodes too well for ecuador 
Yeah, well, we spoke about it beforehand, but I am in disagreement. This is the worst team we have ever seen at a World Cup, as you mentioned. Host nations typically aren't like they've never we've never had a host nation be this bad. Typically, the host nation as well, as I mentioned, is in pot one or pot A. So Qatar gets the easy group because they make the group easy by being the technically the highest seed in the group. Netherlands are the lucky team that are pot B, but end up getting Qatar as their pot A group. That's what every pot B team wanted, I assure you. So South Africa, probably the only sort of team in the realm of host nations here 2010 they were the host they tied they drew Mexico 1-1 on the in the opening game the famous Tashabalala goal uh, that we've all seen probably hundreds of times at this point here and I'm on the opposite side here I think Ecuador I think Ecuador are going to show how bad Qatar are on the first game it, I know they've been waiting Qatar been waiting for this I can't say I know anything about the team <laughs> Anything about the players, and that's a statement to, I think they're all in the Qatar National League or, or Internet, whatever the first division is in Qatar, and we can get Ecuador at, let's see, I, I think we can get Ecuador for this one at plus one, 136 to beat Qatar on the opener, and I have this much closer to even odds, so the fact that we can get, yeah, Ecuador plus 135 as of recording. I got to take that. What do you think? Yeah, if Ecuador wins this match, um, I'll lose a lot of money on the first day of the World Cup already. What, <laughs> so, what, what, what do you have here with Qatar? I, I don't have much with Qatar, but I have, uh, I have Ecuador to finish bottom of the group, which I think right now on Betfred, that's like plus 300 or something like that, plus 330. Yeah, so um, I like Ecuador to finish at the bottom of the group. I think that playing Qatar in the opening match is not ideal for them and then you're going to face Senegal and the Netherlands who are just significantly better teams Ecuador isn't a bad team by any stretch of the imagination but like this is a team that really excels playing at home in Quito in the altitude and their qualifying record you know speaks to that where like they were dominant basically unbeatable at home and then you go on the road and they're just not the same team and they're obviously not going to have that advantage here and then I also wonder where the goals are going to come from here. They don't really have much up front. Um, Enter Valencia is getting up there in age. I don't think he's going to really produce too much anymore. Like you're looking at like Gonzalo Plata and like the very old and Angel Mena. Um, it's just not a very good team. And like you look at their friendly results in 2022, they played six friendlies. I know friendlies like, you know, take them with a grain of salt, but like they have scored one goal in those six friendlies. To their credit, they have not allowed a goal. So they've kept six straight clean sheets in those friendlies. But, like, this is a significant step up in class now against the Netherlands and Senegal attacks. And, yeah, I mean, their one goal came against Cape Verde. You know, I mean, like... Yeah, I'm looking through right now. (laughs) Interestingly, they have drawn three games in a row, nil-nil, and four of their last five, (laughs) nil-nil. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't know how they're going to score against like pretty strong back lines for Senegal and the Netherlands. Like obviously the Netherlands center backs are fantastic. Koulibaly leads the line for, uh, for Senegal. Um, and, and Qatar is just going to park the bus in that opening game. They're going to ride the home fans. Like I can see Ecuador struggling to score a single goal in this tournament. I'm hoping that Qatar can like, eke out like a zero zero one one draw and then i think ecuador is absolutely screwed beyond that hey i feel the same here about qatar you're wondering how ecuador are going <laughs> to score score 
Ecuador don't concede, and they are the easiest opponent Qatar is going to face. So that is the, the likeliest yeah. spot for Qatar to score. Uh, Netherlands are good defensive unit with if Van Dijk's at his best. Senegal can be when Koulibaly is at his best. So uh, that's why, I, I don't know, I just like the odds here. Ecuador, I think, are clearly more capable than Qatar. I think Caicedo can run the, the midfield and just dictate the pace of play in that one. So uh, I'm on Ecuador a lot for this. Uh, obviously, you're on Qatar, but uh, I think other than that, do do we feel like Netherlands and Senegal are the teams that are coming out of this group? I do. I do. Sadio Mane's health is obviously a bit of a concern. They said he's right. going to be out games, so I don't. I honestly don't think he's going to play in the group stage. That being said, they still have a lot of decent options in attack, um, like Ismail Assar, um, Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal. Like they've, they've got some good options up there. I still think they'll be able to generate enough against Ecuador and Qatar to kind of scrape by. And the Netherlands, I mean, this is a team where I'm going to take some World Cup futures on them. I think like plus 1,200 right now on Betfred. This is a really, really good team. The only thing I think working against them right now is the fact that the, okay, the draw was good in terms of the group stage, but the draw was bad in terms of the knockout stage. Because if they win the group, if Argentina wins their group, like would we'd probably expect, same thing with Brazil, then those teams are all going to be on the same side of the bracket. You're looking at yeah. Netherlands probably facing Argentina in the quarterfinals, obviously very tough. If they're able to get by that, they're facing Brazil. So like not ideal. Um, but like if they finish second in the group somehow, it almost might bode better for them in the long run. Now, that being said, I still think they have enough quality to get by Argentina. Um, on their day, they can beat Brazil. Do I think they'll beat Argentina or Brazil? Not necessarily, but like, you know, plus 1,200 is a decent look. And I think, you know, Netherlands to, to make the quarterfinals at like minus 135-ish, minus 140, I think is a really good bet too because I don't see them struggling. If they win this group, I don't see them struggling at all against whoever comes out in second place in Group B. So I think that the, they'll have a – a nice path to the quarters there. And I think at minus 140, that's a really good price. Yeah. Netherlands, I think pretty lucked out with the draw to get to the quarterfinals. But I mean, once you're at the quarterfinals, everybody's good at that point. At least they should be at that point. They come out of the group, they get, assuming England win the other group, which we'll touch on, obviously. Wales, USA are the two key candidates. Iran as well could come out of that one. But looks like they can get to the quarter. So futures on them at plus 1,200 look pretty good if you think they can just get to the quarterfinals with relative ease. But uh, that will wrap up our thoughts on Group A. We got to bring it now into Group B, of course. Uh, and that was a game that we just, uh, excuse me, That was those are just the teams that we were talking about there. England expected to win this group. Uh, you never really know with England at a major tournament. They can really disappoint. Like they have, I guess, made me accustomed to as a, a uh, person with a British background. I support England at these World Cup events. But it really should be straightforward, given the teams are playing. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see them not winning this group. Um, that being said, I don't really have any positions on England here. Like, I don't think England's going to make too deep of a run. I think they'll get out of the group, no problem. Probably win a knockout stage match, maybe two. But, like realistically i i don't think their ceiling is world cup champions here um i might be absolutely crazy for saying this but i think iran is a very good bet to get out of group b along with england okay interesting yeah. Yeah. uh pulling up their odds here they're gonna have some long odds to do that uh it is plus 350 for iran to get out of this group 
with England, England monster favorites. Uh, we're going to go against each other again here because I feel like this one is between the U.S. and Wales. I have little to no faith in Bearhalter as the U.S. national team head coach. Agreed. I have faith in this Wales team that has consistently, when they get to major tournaments, they show up and get results. Obviously, Gareth Bale, the talisman in doing that. But overall, I just feel like they're a, they're a team that is built to play together and they just put everything out there to make sure that they go get results here. It may not be the prettiest thing from uh, the teams in the United Kingdom at these tournaments other than England, but they produce. And I think Wales at plus 110, very similar. USA's at plus 100 to get out of this group. I kind of like them, but I would love to hear more of your thoughts on Iran going into this one. Is it maybe just the attacking, the, the, the players in the attack that they have? Yeah, I mean, so just to your point on Wales too, like I do really like Wales as a team. I think like with Harry Wilson, Daniel James, Brennan Johnson, like those, you know, a lot of Premier League quality up top. I don't even know how Gareth Bale gets into this team. I'm sure he will, maybe a super sub, or maybe (laughs) they do just start him out of respect. But I think in the midfield third, they're really weak. I don't know if Joe Allen and Aaron Ramsey are going to be able to have enough left in the tank to kind of carry them through here. And, you know, we talked about, okay, so the World Cup being in Qatar – Qatar obviously not really having the quality to like fully take advantage of that. I think Iran could be some of the biggest beneficiaries from this being played in Qatar. Iran's a short trip across the Persian Gulf to Qatar. I think they'll have a lot of fans here, right? And I mean, you look at an attack led by, you know, Taremi and Asmoon, who are both in really good form right now for Porto and Leverkusen. Um, They have a decent midfield. Like, you know, it's not great, but like it's not any worse than what whales are trotting out there. Backline is a little bit shaky, but I think they play really well together. Um, you know, they're coached well. They're well organized. Uh, I think that, you know, Carlos Quiroz is a good manager, and he's kind of you – know, he knows this group very well. They're playing England in the first game, which I think is also an added benefit because England have been historically slow starters of these tournaments. I think England will be fine overall, but, like, you can see England slipping up in that first game. Oh, yeah. You know, Iran I takes some points that are maybe a bit unexpected, and then – I like Iran to beat the U.S. as well because I, I'm so low on Bearhalter, like you said. I think yeah. that the team has a decent <laughs> amount of talent, but I just think they're an absolute mess. They're, they're not organized well at all. They're just not playing good soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that so they have a lot of young talent in their squad, but I think that this is more of a case where, you know, if you're a U.S. fan coming into this World Cup, maybe they disappoint. I think you can look towards 2026 on home soil as a chance where like these guys are going to be a little bit older and it's like, okay, that's our real chance to make a deep run in this. I actually like the U.S. We talked about Wales. I, I like Wales' team. I like Iran, obviously England. I actually like the U.S. to finish last in this group. And I think that there's a long okay. shot price on that, like plus 500 or something like that. 550. Plus 550. So I really like that look. Uh, sorry, four 400 to okay. finish bottom of the group. But yeah, still decent price there. Just the organization there. And I, I do kind of like your points on, on Iran uh, with Taremi up top. I, I like his game. He does well for Porto. He, he can show up and score goals in European competitions as well. So interesting. I, I just feel like if it's between Wales and the U.S., which I expect it to be, I think Wales are the team that can take care of business. I'm thinking it'll come down to maybe the game against each other where that factors in. But I, I guess maybe for England as well, kind of interesting. So I'm trying to think back of their opening group games, the last three tournaments. So 2018, they beat Tunisia with a 90th minute goal where they did not look very good. I forget 2014, the opener, where they, 
it was Brazil. I forget which I one they, there. I think they lost to Italy in the first game. And then I think Italy ended up not making it out of the group. You're correct. Anyways. Italy yeah. beat England 2-1. Um, believe Balotelli got the winner in that game. 2010, they drew the U.S. 1-1 with that infamous Rob Green blunder uh, that England fans, I'm sure, will never forget. So interesting. I, I still think England take care of business. But uh, two teams, we have different thoughts on coming out in second. So those are our thoughts on Group A and B for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. We will be previewing all eight groups. These were the first two. Look out tomorrow on the Fine Margins YouTube channel as part of the Hammer Betting Network presented by Betfred. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for groups C and D on these same previews. For more, from myself, Jacob, and the co-host, Alex.